1: Hello and welcome to Episode 2. Today, Tim is going to share with us this idea of looking downstream and what that means for business owners and the the folks that he works with. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing well. Thank you. Looking downstream, where did this come from? and, And kind of explain what that
2: means. Looking downstream is my idea that the things I enjoy the most when I work with clients. So when I'm planning for business owners and I'm helping them with exit plans, transitioning the business that they've grown into wealth that can protect them, then protecting that wealth and growing it to make sure that they maximize their return on life, and then really taking kind of a generational approach to the wealth planning process and kind of looking downstream to make sure that they're preparing for all the things that could happen. I like the looking downstream analogy because when I'm not working, Uh, One of my favorite passions or hobbies is fly fishing. There's a lot of preparation, a lot of planning that's involved with fly fishing also, uh, a lot of similarities. So I like to use fly fishing analogies and a lot of examples of the things I do to prepare when I fish for clients who are preparing for generational wealth planning. That's just kind of the basis for how I came up with the title. Great. And Tim, you and I have
1: talked about this before. And for our audience, I want you guys to know that this is actually going to be part one in a five part series. Tim has a lot to unpack here. Uh, and we're going to talk about just the first, very first part of this that he came up with and just kind of how it ties into this analogy. And you're going to get a lot of great information. So, Tim, take it away. Where are we starting at?
2: As I said, what gets me excited related to business, or the most excited, I should say, is working with business owners, entrepreneurs, watching how they've grown a business. Oftentimes they might be first generation, second generation, sometimes third generation. I like to help them prepare the business for eventually transitioning either for sale internally, for sale externally to an outside party, and then also converting that wealth to assets that'll protect their family, protect their children, the next generation, and maybe help the their favorite charities. That's really what gets me excited when I do planning. Uh, the very first plan I did like this was back in 1988. I was just a year into the business. And it was for my first and still probably my favorite business mentor, who was also my father-in-law. Mm. And unfortunately, he passed way too early. Mm. Uh, but it was uh, comforting even 30 years later to know that he had a plan in place and that his wife, my mother-in-law, but also uh, his family is gonna be protected. Uh, So those are the kinds of stories that I really am proud of and those are the kinds of business planning things that I like to do. Great. Like I said in the introduction when I'm not working, one of the things I really enjoy doing is fishing. Part of it is typically when you're fishing, there's no cell phones, there's no uh, internet, so I can kind of get away but also, I have found that there's just a lot of things you have to do to plan for fishing before you even get to the river, before you even walk down to wherever you're gonna head in. And it's a lot of the same skills, a lot of the same tools, strategies, that you need to have success when you're going fishing on the river. You know, one of my f- favorite memories of fishing was I was out in Steamboat, Colorado. We were fishing on the Yampa River. I should say we, it was me. and I really did a lot of planning in advance. I talked to a couple of guides. I talked to a couple of fishermen who had been there in the river the day before, did a lot of research about the water temperatures, and I actually caught this beautiful rainbow trout. Mm. Uh, It was a lot of fun. I mean, the whole experience, just getting in the river, catching the fish, bringing them into the net, and then releasing them. And that all really happened because of all the preparation I did in advance. So that's also it gets me excited. Whether I'm out there fishing, looking for you know, having success on the river or whether I'm helping clients prepare their business for ultimately transitioning to the next generation, those things just don't happen by chance and they both require a lot of planning. As a starting point, one of the things I do with my business owner clients is I help them organize their team and help them evaluate their team of advisors that they currently have. Typically, when I'm working with business owners, they focus a lot of energy in the business every day, making sure it's running and that's why they're successful. Mm -hmm. What I try to help them do is focus on the business and specifically make sure that they have a team of advisors that can help them with this next phase, which is preparing the business for sale preparing the proceeds of that sale to protect them and protect their families for the next generation.
1: When you're talking about this team, who's on the team exactly?
2: What I have them do is reach out to their current CPA, their their attorney. sometimes they work with existing insurance agents, trust officers, bankers. And what I have them do initially or, or ask them do and I help them with this process is, First of all, identify the skill sets that their existing team has mm-hmm. and we talk about some of the skills that might be needed for this next step. You know, and I do the same thing when I'm fishing. You know, when I when I was fishing that one day on the Yampa, well before then I I talked to guides, I went to a, two different fly fishing stores in town. I talked to the people at the desk in terms of what was selling, what they were selling, what flies were working. I did a lot of research and I tried to evaluate uh, where I, I knew I didn't have the skill sets to kind of reach out and find that. When it comes to the team, you may look at your CPA, for example, and say, well, I've worked with the CPA for my whole career. They've helped me. They've been there. He or she has been there to get me where I'm at. And they may be good at compiling data, kicking out a tax return, preparing financial statements, But what we're really looking for at this point is a CPA that can help with forecasting and modeling and structuring your business to maximize earnings and and then as a result maximize earnings multiples so that you can get a better value when you sell it. Mm -hmm. Similarly, when we evaluate the attorney, oftentimes a business owner has worked with an attorney or a law firm and maybe they've done a wonderful job with helping them with client disputes organizing their estate, doing other contractual work with them. But what we're looking for at this point is knowledge and experience with mergers and acquisitions, private equity, and business agreements. Just like two years ago, I was at a conference and I got the ability to skip out and go fishing in Miami, and we did some sight fishing, which I had never done before. I had never been on the ocean fishing. I had never been sight fishing so I knew that my experience wasn't gonna be applicable and I had to find a good guide who worked you know, down in Miami all the time. Did you say sight fishing? Yeah, sight fishing is, I had never seen it before, but if you've probably seen pictures of it where they have boats, where they have multiple decks and the guide will be way up on top because he literally looks for a fish because we were fishing even a mile or two off the coast of Miami, but it was still relatively shallow. Okay. So it's pretty, pretty neat.
1: He's sighting the fish, literally. Exactly. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> i had never seen it. It was really pretty cool. i I'd never heard of that before. That's great.
2: Yeah, and I didn't catch anything that day, but I learned a whole lot. All right. Another example of a team member would be your banker, somebody who has helped you with financing in the past. So a lot of times business owners have worked with commercial lenders, mortgage lenders, their local bank. They've established relationships, established credit. And that's been wonderful because it's taken them to this point but oftentimes that same commercial lender the same local banker doesn't have the same experience in private equity investment banking mergers and acquisitions or maybe they have the experience but the lending limitations of the institution really doesn't allow them to get into that market so it's just one of those instances where we need to maybe expand not replace the banker, not replace the attorney or the CPA, but maybe expand the team to bring in these extra skill sets. Currently, for example, I'm working on a situation with an existing business owner, and we brought in an investment banker who specifically has a niche working with family offices. Oftentimes, the investment banking marketplace, the private equity marketplace, has pretty high minimums. And in this case, this is a small relatively small closely held company that fell below those the minimums where they really couldn't get interest in the traditional investment banking marketplace this particular consultant we brought in works specifically with a network of family offices that will come in and purchase a portion or all of a closely held company so it just worked out we didn't replace the banker we just brought in additional uh, expertise okay and then one other area that I would talk about too, is just legal structures. Oftentimes I work with a business owner. They have an S corp or a C corp. They've formed an LLC. They've created pretty straightforward legal entities to operate their business in. But oftentimes when you're looking to exit, when you're looking to pull this wealth from this closely held company business, when you're trying to transition that wealth to multi-generational planning, to protect the family, to protect their kids, protect your favorite charities. Things like family offices, family foundations, and other more complicated legal structures come into play. And they're not always used. But when you're going through the process of planning a business exit, a business, you know, wealth transfer transfer plan, you should always consider some of these things. So oftentimes we bring in experts on the team who can focus on those particular areas. So again, it's it's not that we're replacing the team, but we're helping the client organize the team and we're also helping the client evaluate skill sets they have and maybe skill sets they might need. So that before they start the process of planning for a succession, planning for a sale or planning for generational wealth management, They get everyone on the team in place so that everyone's talking amongst themselves and coming up with a common plan for the good of the family. It makes sense.
1: Tim, if I'm a business owner, what is my first step then in flushing out this team?
2: What we typically do is I sit down and I have a team here at the office of CPAs, Certified Financial Planners. We sit down as a team with the client And we go through the process of, we follow a checklist. Here are some of the skills we think you're going to need for this next step. And then we just, in effect, interview or data gather with the client to hopefully get information about Mm -hmm. what skill sets they have. And then from there, we know what we need, we know what we have, and we come up with a plan for these are additional skill sets that they might need. And then once that plan is In place or once that general framework is set up we start the process of organizing meetings you know getting everybody together Mm -hmm. Um, but so that's generally the steps that we take great I can give you two examples of different situations I've worked on in the past one is a internal succession plan and the second is a plan where we're reaching outside for external capital external buyers that'd be great So in the example of the internal succession plan, one of my favorite stories is really 20 years ago, I started working with a client to work on his estate plan. He's a business owner, he had really grown the business with a lot of success over a 30 year period. And I worked with him to transition the business, internally sell the business to uh, his son and a key employee. In this case, the son and the key employee had different skill sets that complemented each other. They worked very well together. So it just made sense to do an internal transaction. That took about six to nine months for everything to to go into place to work with the, the accountants, the attorneys, the bankers, etc. As part of that, we also put together a wealth management plan for the seller, my client. Mm-hmm. The fun thing is that Seven years later, I worked with the key employee and the son who acquired from my client to come up with a plan to transition the key employee out of the business to sell his portion to the son. And again, it's just another internal transaction. Together, they had really grown the business very successfully. And just based on stage of life, the key employee was older. He was ready to transition out. And so it was fun to see almost like a second generation or a second transaction occur. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And then to add to that, right now, I'm working with that son, you know, 20 years after the first transaction. And he's fortunate that he has kids who are very interested in the business, very good at, you know, in the business. And we're going to be spending the next, I'd say, year or so, helping put together a plan to ultimately transition that business to them. So to me, that's just a wonderful story, and I'm grateful to be part of that. That was a situation where, in all three instances, there were strong teams, strong key people, and an internal transaction made the most sense.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and they had their, their guide, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. They had a great guide system, more than one person, teeing them up to, to make those good, strong decisions.
2: Yeah. And they had a great team already. We did add a couple of, um, attorneys. We added temporarily just some tax, uh, and accounting expertise to it, but they ultimately, uh, had that had the team. And then even after the first transaction, uh, the two of them, they actually really staffed up and built an even stronger team to prepare for that next transaction. So again, it was getting the business prepared so that um, it all worked out down the road and you weren't scrambling to make things happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: The second example I'm actually working on now about a year ago, I was referred by an attorney that I work with to an individual who manages a company is not currently an owner and through the process and this takes a lot a, a lot longer we gather the data and we talked about the fact that the owner has a team of advisors that they were working with but that really if this intern this inside employee who key employee who was managing the company wanted to succeed in buying it or you know transitioning or partnering with private equity or some other sort you know investment banking, he really need to start, he needed to start the process of creating a team from scratch, because having a team of accountants, attorneys, bankers, finance people isn't something that he ever really had to do to do what he was expert at, which was managing and growing the business. So that one we're, this is about a year into it uh, actually, I'm, I'm sorry, about 14 months into it. and we are now getting to the process where he has a really good team. We've talked to the owner. Uh, we're, and we're working on, you know, some uh, a transition plan. We've brought in different investment banking people, private equity people, and it'll likely take at least another year or two. Depending on where you're at, whether you have a strong internal team or whether you need to go outside to find buyers, that really impacts how long the process will take. And it could be anywhere from nine months or a year to as many as three to five years based on my experience.
1: Great. So if somebody's interested in a succession plan, in transitioning out of their business at some point, what is your best advice for a time frame when they should be getting a hold of you or looking into the, you know, building this team?
2: I'm also a business owner. I've owned my own practice for 30 years. I'm 56. And just like my clients, I have a goal of eventually transitioning out to this, to the next generation. And I personally have spent the last six years working on this plan. I will continue working over the next four to five years on that plan. So for me personally, it's a 10-year plan. The point is, it's never too early to think about exiting. I read a great quote from uh, Jack Welsh, the CEO, former CEO of GE, and he talked about the fact that the number one job of a CEO, as soon as they take over is to work on and find their own succession plan. And I think that's very important. A lot of business owners focus in the business every day, doing what they do well. More business owners need to focus on the business and really start working today, regardless of what stage of life or age you're at, to make sure your business is ready to be sold at some point. Fantastic. So we've talked a little bit about all the preparation you need In advance of starting this process organizing your team evaluating your team getting additional skill sets and making sure you have an a plus team as you start this process in the next podcast we're going to talk about what to do then as i go fly fishing i prepare a lot in advance by talking to as many people as i can who are fishing at that river to find out what i should be doing I, i look at weather channel. I look at the temperature, the time of year, things like that. But when I'm ready to enter the river, when I'm down there, there's a whole, there's an additional list of things that you need to do to prepare just as you need to, when you're preparing for the business transition plan. So we'll talk about it the next, at that, at the next podcast. What I'd like you to think about is if you're a business owner, as I said, it's never too early to prepare your business for sale To have a plan in place to convert that business to wealth that will protect you, your family, your loved ones for generations, protect your favorite charities. Contact us through the website. We also have a, a lot of resources on our website that can help you start the process. All right, Tim, thank you so much. That's
1: fantastic. Looking forward to the next podcast, which is going to be Entering the River. Uh, So if you are interested in that, I would love for you to subscribe to Tim Skinnell's podcast. If you have not done so, you can click the button below. We appreciate you joining us. And when you subscribe, this allows you to receive notifications whenever Tim comes out with a new podcast. It also makes it much, much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening today. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wealth Stream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available, and don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of High Tower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC, LLC. Advisory services are offered through High Tower Advisors LLC.